millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch.tv. Or maybe you're checking this out on the YouTubes, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. Or you're watching this on Rumble, rumble.com, and search for the Tyler Morgan Show. You will find this glorious face. Or if you're listening on a podcast and are not being either blessed or cursed to lay your eyes upon this glorious visage in front of you. you know, I'm on the uh, the Apple Podcast, the Stitcher. Well, no, Stitcher's not around anymore. They got canceled. Uh, the Spotify's, Amazon Music, Pandora, Audible. If there's a place that you can listen to podcasts, you can hear my amazing voice or possibly me querying my sinuses because I've got the creeping crud. But regardless of how you're listening, please be sure to like this podcast, especially if you're watching on the YouTubes and the rumbles and uh, subscribe and also hit that bell for the notifications and whatever podcast platform you're on, please, please subscribe before I get into the craziness of the week. And there's a lot to get to, and I did a lot of uh, looking at stuff. I didn't print anything off, so this could be an interesting evening. Let me tell you about one of my favorite things. If I can hit the right button. Let me tell you about beard oil. Yes, that's right. I haven't talked about them for a while, and that's part of uh, you know the things I'd worked out with uh, another sponsor. So there are ru- rules on how they want me to do stuff, but... Blue Collar Beardsman, yes, that's right. That's how I keep this glorious man-made well-conditioned and uh, smelling very nice as well. Uh, for a long time, I always thought the, uh, you know, doing the whole beard oil was this bougie hipster thing. And then uh, my nephew started Blue Collar Beardsman, and he's like, hey, do you want to try it and tell me what you think? And so I did. I... Got some samples and absolutely loved it. Loved the way the the blend of oils really uh, does a great job conditioning the beard. That way it stays soft. It doesn't get brittle. It doesn't break. It's easy to keep it combed out. It doesn't like to tangle and get the split ends like, you know, you hear women with the, uh, the long hair complaining about. And it's just an amazing product. And if, you know, I've been telling you about the subscriptions. You know, you sign up for the subscription, you get a monthly, uh, fl- I always want to say flavor, a monthly scent. And some of them had just been flying off the shelves. Um, they had one called Ranch Hand. If you love the smell of leather, if you grew up around uh, horse tack or in boot stores for like a Western wear, you know the smell of leather. And it brought me back to LD Dampier's uh, tack room at the stables I used to help clean stalls at when I was a teenager. It smells amazing. And they sold out completely at, you know, between just individual orders and subscriptions. They actually had to go back and make more of it. But if you're a fan of some of the uh, previous scents, which I'll make sure to get a list, uh, they are going to be bringing back some of their scents into their regular lineup. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Sparky is one that's coming out, uh, coming back out. Underwater Welder is another one that people loved. Yeah, they're bringing it back for full time purchase. Go to bluecollarbeardsman.com. dot com, check it out, 
see what they have. Um, they have beard oils. They're work. They have beard butters. So that way you know, get a little bit of hold, a little bit of shape, but still condition your beard. Uh, they got combs. They've got hats you can buy. Lots of great stuff. They ship out across the country. And uh, again, it's a product I love, and I will not advertise stuff that I don't love. Check them out, bluecollarbeardsman.com. All righty. So, find the right button again. Um, Getting into the crap of the week. So, uh, last week or earlier this week, uh, there was a a horrible drone attack on a U.S. outpost near the Syria-Iraq border. And in the process of this attack, three soldiers were killed, uh, numerous others were injured. And I I could go into uh, the recorded phone call between the mother of one of those soldiers who was killed and Joe Biden. And this is one of the times I would give Joe Biden credit where credit is due. He reached out to the family to offer his condolences. He didn't do such a good job, but he did it. And I'm not going to accuse him of doing anything political with it. As a, as a, the leader of the military, I think it's great that he's still, that he's reaching out to these families. Now, what I did take umbrage with was he had to make it about him at some point, and he did that by, well, I saw Bo served in Iraq, and he died. It's like, yes, Bo did serve in Iraq, and Bo is dead. Got it. But every time you are trying to console a grieving mother, a grieving wife, husband, father, child of a service member who died. You don't have to make it about you. You do not have, you're, by definition, Joe, you're not even a gold star father. And I say this for this reason alone. Bo did not die from injuries sustained in Iraq. Is it possible the brain cancer that he died from was the result of burn pits in Iraq? Yeah, I, I would say it's possible. I I don't know how much um, uh, a JAG officer, I, I believe he was a JAG officer, I don't know how much he would, would have been expo- directly exposed to burn pits as opposed to me where I was an engineer when I went to Iraq, well, a mechanic in an engineer company, and we had this big arroyo that somebody ahead of us started using as a burn pit, and we would load our trash up in the back of a dump truck, drive it up there, back up to the edge, and dump it in. I was exposed to a lot of that smoke. In Afghanistan in 2011... We had an open-air incinerator. Of course, the, uh, the engine on it didn't work, so it didn't blow air through the bottom of the incinerator to actually get a good airflow so it would burn cleanly and not just sit and smolder and leave you sitting in a cloud of smoke all day long when you're on a, we're on guard tower, either at the entry gate or one of the two towers in the vicinity that always seem to catch the smoke. Breathe a lot of that. Or in 2016 in Afghanistan, especially going into winter and, you know, you have Afghans burning God knows what to stay warm as well as being right at the Kabul airport and just the smog from the jets coming in all day, every day, around the clock, nonstop. I would not be shocked to find that, you know, I have some crazy things going on that are covered under the PACT Act. 
but it's neither here nor there. If I contract something eventually down the road from these exposures, my wife and parents do not get to, you know, you know, put a, uh, put a, you know, get backdate that and say, oh, he's a gold, we're a gold star families because he, he got sick from these and they led to his death. I mean, I said, no other family member gets to do it. Joe Biden definitely should not get to do it just because, well, he was vice president. He was the president. No, it doesn't change the circumstances of how his son got sick and died. That's just facts. And I'm sure Joe will be at the uh, the dignified transfer when these service members' bodies are brought home to Dover, to Dover Airfield. And is this going to be a replay when the 13 who were killed at, in Kabul during the whole Afghanistan withdrawal, is it going to be the same thing where he's standing there trying to be dignified, but he can't stop himself from, got to see what time it is, got to see what time it is, is it? Is it time for pudding yet? Oh, look at my watch. And it's awful that we have a president that we have to ask these questions about. Well, I'm sure Barack Obama did not have the greatest opinions of soldiers who were fighting in places he sent them or previous administration sent them, you never saw Barack Obama at a dignified transfer ceremony checking his watch. You never saw Donald Trump checking his watch. Oh, but he he called the people buried at buried at those cemeteries in France suckers and losers. No, 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 no. Someone who claimed that they were around Donald Trump during that France trip made the allegation that he said it. All of the people who were with Donald Trump the entire time said, I was with him the whole time. He never said that. But because it makes Donald Trump look like a jerk and a total a-hole, you have no issue glomming on to these allegations. And the, the fact that we can now use how a president reacts to the death of a soldier, <coughs> pardon me, as some, some source of a uh, political hit, I mean, where are we? I, I know, I just made comments about, you know, if jo- Joe Biden checking his watch. But, it's one thing when you're standing out in, out on airfield, cameras all around, and you're not only just like a random snapshot catches you, it's on video. If it ain't live, it's Memorex. You can see it. You can watch him literally look down at his watch. Not just, <clears throat> pardon me, this creeping crud is killing my lungs. Um, not just always. It's an ill-timed photo. It didn't even, wasn't even during the ceremony. It's kind of. And I think that there is at least a little you know, grace in that area to say, well, okay, he kind of did this before versus, again, with the Donald Trump suckers and losers comments, no one has verified that that happened. It's like the, the lady who was testifying before Congress about how Donald Trump got so angry 
He threw a cheeseburger at the wall. Well, did anyone else verify that Donald Trump threw a cheeseburger? No one else verified it. it. It's one person who went on the record. And here's the thing. <clears throat> the White House is not exactly a place of solitude. And if it happened and if it happened in like one of the main levels, not not the executive mansion where the actual residential facilities are, down be it on in the west wing or somewhere else in the white house that is patrolled by secret service where staffers are just humming about continuously someone else would have seen it but back to the issue the whole what brought on all of this rant and that would be the drone attack itself. Oh, my goodness, this crowd is just murdering me tonight. Um, now, it was not Iranian directly. You know, it was not the, uh, the, uh, the IRGC, the Iranian Republican Guard Corps. It was some group that they back. Okay, because they've got the proxies in Iraq and Syria who are doing these doing these attacks. You've got the Houthis in Yemen who are you know making these attacks on shipping vessels. Attacks that have now gotten two of our seals killed because you know they operate in rough seas, one fell in, then seals doing what seals do. His buddy jumped in to try to save him and they were lost. And it's absolutely tragic. But Iran is really starting to step up their game. Whether it is funding to Hezbollah and Hamas. I mean, we saw what happened on 10 7. You know, a poor, broke ass country, well, country, a group of people like uh, Gaza doesn't exactly have the money to afford 200 paragliders. The amount, the number of weapons, the amount of rounds that were used. It has come from somewhere. I mean, it it has been found out that UNRWA, the UN organization that runs the refugee camps, in Gaza, their money has been laundered in order to fund these groups because they give the money out to the government as aid. And once then once the elected government of Gaza, who happens to be a terrorist organization called Hamas, gets that money, they can do whatever they want with it. And then there's also the fact that members of UNRWA themselves, at least 12 of them, actively participated in the attacks. Why the hell is the UN still in the United States? I mean, this is like the UN peacekeepers in uh, South Sudan who are there to protect the Christians from the Muslims who just went on a raping spree, raping women and children and not doing what peacekeepers are supposed to be doing. They were victimizing them as much as uh, the Muslims up north would have been doing. It is ridiculous. But, like I said, Iran is funding all these attacks. Iran has always been madass. Well, since 1979 and uh, the Ayat- and Ayatollah Khomeini took over. But, you know, this hatred has always been there. When we were 
in active war in Iraq from 2003 until 2011. Then we got back later, went went back later with the Operation New Dawn to fight ISIS. Um, Iran has paid for a lot of the attacks and paid for a lot of the training and actively trained members of, you know, whether it's members of the IRGC doing it, whether it is, uh, rogue military members who have, you know, decided to desert the Iraqi army, but at the same time, were not about to turn themselves over to the U.S. Iran funded a lot of this. And then on top of it all, when Donald Trump got actionable intelligence that uh, that General Soleimani was who had been directing a lot of these attacks against U.S. forces in Iraq was in Baghdad. He gave the green light to drone the snot out of him. And Iran has been extra, extra pissy ever since. But with these step-ups and attacks, with you know getting drones and flying them at U.S. installations in the area, as well as the Houthis thinking that they might actually be froggy enough to go up against um, American warships, because that threat's been made. You have to wonder, are they trying to bait us in to outright war with Iran. Because if we go into a war with Iran, it, it, it's going to be World War I all over again because you're going to get this weird network of people. You attacked our ally. Now we're in the fight. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are, are you fighting? You're, you joined them to fight our ally? Piss off. We're in this match. Ah, you're wrong again. Now I'm in on the fight. That's basically how World War I started. Archduke Ferdinand got killed. And then everyone just started dogpiling in with the people they had alliances with. That's what would happen if we go to war with Iran because Iran has made military alliances with China as well as Russia. Now, don't get me wrong. If we go to war with Iran, Russia might not get involved. They must might, like, might just be like, ah, the Americans are distracted. Murder Ukraine. I mean, I don't know. And then again, China could use the distraction to be like, ah, Taiwan, you're now, you're now definitely our property because we just murked your entire leadership. And then, then once those goals are accomplished, because we will be in a long, drawn-out, protracted fight in, in Iran if we end up going there, at which point does China decide? Screw it! We're going to send we're going to send our long range attackers, attack planes. We're going to start bombing Americans in Iran. It's not that far. Does Russia decide? Yeah, they're right there. We're going to support them, or do they pick another country in Europe that they really, really miss as being part of their block. And it, and then it turns into the giant global quagmire. And what makes it scarier than World War One or World War Two when it kicked off is 
at least three of those four parties have nuclear weapons. Now, it's never been confirmed if Iran has finally developed a nuclear weapon outside of, say, well, this uh, uranium has not been enriched enough to make plutonium. But, <coughs> but we can put it on, we can put it into some conventional explosives and we can make some hella dirty bombs. So, it, it makes for a much scarier and uncertain uh, future should something like this go down and actually turn into full-fledged war. And that truly, truly scares the bejeebus out of me. I'm not in anymore. I mean, it's possible if they needed me bad enough, they could, they could issue a recall. I mean, I'm, I've served long enough that I have no obligation through the inactive reserve. And that doesn't mean they won't try to call me back. I mean, the Navy was so hurting for pilots after 9-11. Yeah, my father-in-law got a recall, and he's just like, he's like, um, I'm no longer qualified to fly fighter aircraft. I am not medically qualified. Go away. And this is just, it's a scary thought. With recruiting at all-time lows, you know, for all, well, I'm not going to say all branches. I mean, the Marine Corps are the few and the proud. They literally have the lowest recruiting goals. And, and And that's not a knock on the Marine Corps at all. They are a smaller branch. Therefore, they have to recruit less people to join to join the Marines to be able to keep it combat effective. Whereas the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, they require a lot more people because they're so expansive. And that is uh, scary that well, we still have selective service on the books, but we've never had to use it since Vietnam. Okay. Well, if we go into a global quagmire, how quickly does that get reversed? How quickly do our sons, our brothers, young fathers, how how quickly do they start getting snatched up and sent to sent to fight? How many old farts like me that you know they may find some use for start getting called up? With women now being allowed to serve in combat arms, do we suddenly open the dr- open up the draft to women and women have to start registering for selective service. And then they get drafted to go drive tanks into combat to go serve as infantry on the front lines. These are things that I, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm not no war ever. I, th- I just believe that if we're going to go into a war, we had better be very, very damn sure of what we're doing. What are our What is our end goal? Not one of these, we're going to go in and kill them, and then we're going to build everything back up and turn them in, bring the American way of life to the Middle East. Believe me, would I like to see a modern cosmopolitan Iran like they had prior to 1979 under the Shah. And and that's not saying the Shah was a good guy. I mean, he was arguably very bad. But generally speaking, he had a lot of freedom in the country. You see pictures of Afghanistan and Iran from before the Taliban, from before the Ayatollahs. 
women in contemporary clothing, skirts, modern haircuts, with not covered up. I mean, you, you might still see one wearing a headscarf in pictures as part of the you know, Muslim tradition and the cultural tradition of the area. But it, they weren't wearing hijabs. They weren't wearing burqas. Everyone seemed to have pretty good access to cars. And just generally speaking, they were modern, flourishing countries. But, you know, they, they, they went down the went down the crapper when, you know, the religious extremism took over. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, so getting back into it, I would like to apologize. Um, with my previous month of other advertisements, I kind of forgot why I go into that ad break uh, on video. Blue Collar Beardsman starts running and starts running an ad when it goes into the break, and then I throw in the drizzly after that. So. I apologize to uh, anyone watching the video and seeing uh, seeing that pop up and then getting getting two ads playing at the same time. Then the dead air afterwards. I feel silly, but you know what makes me not feel silly? Having a good cup of coffee. And when I want a good cup of coffee, I reach. For American Pride Roasters. American Pride Roasters is an amazing company based out of Runnels, Iowa. Everything is, you know, ordered by one guy, roasted by one guy, and packaged up with a team of people who love coffee. And not only do they have coffee, they have coffee drops, like little chocolate chips with ground-up coffee in it, and ah. If you're like me and a fan of chocolate-covered coffee beans, oh, these are right up your alley. So check them out. They have so many great uh, blends and flavors of coffee. If you're into, like, the flavored coffees, like the blueberry, raspberry, a little bit of chocolate, you know, if you like raspberry and chocolate, maybe, uh, you know, raw and sexual chocolate would be something for you to try. If you're like me and you just like straight coffee, a good blend without all the flavors thrown in on top of it, I mean, I've really been loving the uh, the Calvin Coolidge here lately. Um, whether I make a full pot of it or if I use my Keurig machine and make it by the cup, it is, I think it's the best coffee I've had from. I've got a bag I'm working on plus another pound of it in the in the cupboard, so... Such great stuff. Go to aprcoffee.com and check out American Pride Roasters' selection of coffees and coffee drops 
and see what's right for you. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Now, the other big thing going on this week has been the trucker convoy going to the border. And I've heard some interviews from people who are involved. Uh, Jason Buttrell from The Blaze has embedded himself with the convoy. So that way he can be there as a journalist observer traveling with them. And and they've already had lots of meetings. It's like, hey, if you see something that is not right, people who are calling for acts of violence, people who are calling for, you know, driving actually into uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, to the border crossing and harassing the border agents and National Guard who were there, let us know. We will kick them out of the group. Uh, one of the organizers said they've already had to remove somebody who was trying to, you know, run a fake uh, GoFundMe, trying to dupe people into who are thinking that they're supporting the convoy, but really they're just trying to, you know, grift off people who support the convoy. And it has been an absolute crap show with the media. I mean, like I was, you know, when I was doing my research in, you know, Drudge Report's like the only aggregator now. Um, they had so many, so many, well, they had Spincourt News, which was an amazing aggregator. Unfortunately, Spincourt shut down. And they hoped to return, but they shut down. And it was uh, so great because I think they did a better job getting a more rounded out uh, listing of stories. But that's neither here nor there. But like this is um on Yahoo knows Yahoo knows ha huh? Yahoo News and it's from AFP, which you know the French press is always always so conservative. But you know they're they're all they're doing their best to discredit the movement. You know, God's army protesters rally in Texas against migrant crossings. In trucks, vans, and RVs, hundreds of people converged Saturday in southern Texas to rally against what they say is a migrant invasion. And to demand tough new controls the U.S. border with Mexico. Which, last I checked, that's like a First Amendment thing. I, you have people literally blocking roads around the country. Yeah, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, man. You have those guys, and no one bats an eye. Well, they're just using their First Amendment right to protest and redress government. Uh-huh. But you have Americans concerned about our border security protesting the apparent lack of it. I mean, we, we had the guy who was caught at the border... He pinged on the terror watch list as being associated with uh, whatever the big terror group in Somalia is. And there's like, oh, well, we think this is a we think this is a false hit. Go about your day. We uh, sorry about the inconvenience. And they let him roam around the country for a freaking year. Before being caught in all places, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Gee, Minneapolis, Minnesota. What? What? What was the Obama administration doing with uh, Somalis coming over? Oh, that's right. Somalis would come over, and uh, you get a large Somali population in Minneapolis. 
So what better for a Somali terrorist to feel at home than in the largest settlement of Somalis outside the country of Somalia than Minneapolis, Minnesota. And and Homeland Security and Border Patrol and ICE and all these groups are like, oh, we don't know what happened. You know, just last week, there was the video of, of the, you know, guy who looked very, very Arabian at the border. Uh, you do not know who I am. Uh, that's because you are ignorant. Soon you will know my name. And their facial recognition searches on the interwebs because not just the government has that anymore. Oh, it looks like this uh, Azerbaijani guy, not his name, where he's from, Azerbaijan, who just got out of prison for committing terrorist acts in Azerbaijan. And then you add to it that our, our Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, the guy who routinely tells Congress the border is secure, He apparently is above reproach. You cannot call him out on failing to do his job as the Homeland Security Secretary. And when he is told by the Senate committee that, you know, responsible for holding him to account because all executive branch functions are subject to congressional oversight and senatorial oversight. When Josh Hawley says, hey, or maybe it wasn't Josh Hawley. Maybe it was, you know, just the ranking members say, hey, we need you to bring this information. And then he doesn't, and he gets called out on it. He acts like a little, going to be nice and not say what I want to say. I've got to play this video and at least give you the audio of it so you know how ridiculous it is. So I'm just trying to get my phone connected here to all right so I'll play this maybe again maybe I think I know why. No, it says I have plenty of audio. So I'm connected, it says. Huh. Well, apparently... It's not wanting to process audio. Well, okay. So because that's not wanting to work right, stupid thing. It's really weird because I got the Bluetooth turned all the way up and it's not muted or any of that. Oh, silliness. So, Alejandro Mayorkas, he goes on a rant after being told that his, your performance is despicable by Josh Hawley. And 
Alejandro Mayorkas responds by, you don't know anything about me or my background. I am the son of a Holocaust survivor. My mother lost almost her entire family to the Nazis, and you can't criticize me because you, you are despicable. Whoa! Straw man argument. I'm sorry your mother went through the Holocaust. I'm glad she survived. I'm glad that she has amazing children. Hopefully some of them survived because obviously you're not one of them. But when you deflect a legitimate and fair criticism of your job performance, of your inability to provide documentation and provide information to to the committees that by the Constitution, you are, they have oversight of you and they can decide whether you're going to continue to serve as, serve at the behest of the president or not. When they criticize you and you go to, well, my mom, she's my mom of cross, I'm sorry. You're not the Homeland Security Secretary. You are a sad, pathetic twat of a man. And I use man very loosely in this sense. Are you that thin-skinned that because you suck at your job? Because it's happening right in front of everyone. We all freaking see it. That when when you face legit criticism on it, you're going to run and cry and use somebody else's trauma to try to shield you from that criticism? I'm, I'm sorry. I'd be like, so if I had hadn't served in the military, someone criticized me. My dad served in Vietnam. You can't talk to me that way. No, that's not how that works. Not at all. And I am working really, really hard to keep this PG-13 because it... mm, We see this every day. There's an estimated an estimated 11 million illegals who have come into the country and these are the ones we know about. Estimated 11 million have come in since the start of the Biden administration. And you're going to tell us that we're not seeing this with our own eyes. We, 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 we can get the reports. The reports are public record. You have guidance that says being here illegally is not grounds for removal from the country. Being arrested, being here illegally, or I'm sorry, it's not grounds alone. So we have to complicate. Okay, you could be here illegally and get DUI. Yeah, you're not going to be removed. Be here and commit a felony. Well, we're not going to remove you. In fact, we'll work to we'll work to make sure you don't face prosecution. Or if you do face prosecution, we won't have you removed. When you get released from prison, because that, too, is not grounds for removal. I'm sorry. If you're putting out this kind of guidance, if you're going to refuse to answer questions and try to deflect stuff by by playing the my mom survived a horrible thing card, 
know who should be removed? You from your office. Because not only are you a disingenuous, lying sack of bullcrap, you have zero integrity. When you have the laws passed by Congress that say, here is, actually, no, you know what? I'm not going to say it's passed by Congress because what Congress did, I guarantee it, is that they worded the language. So that way it's not a congressional law. It is a federal regulation. We have thousands and thousands of laws on the books that aren't actually laws because they weren't passed by Congress. Because Congress decided that they're going to delegate the legislative responsibility to these executive agencies. Which, last time I checked, nowhere in the Constitution does Congress have the authority to delegate out their responsibilities. So, even though we, quote, have laws, unquote, they're probably written not by Congress, but by Immigration and Customs Enforcement and and whoever they answered to prior to the establishment of the Department of Homeland Security. Because, hey, we have a vague, we have a we have a vague law that we don't have any specific guidance from Congress on. It's not even a vague law, it's a vague regulation. So Chevron Doctrine states that we should err on the side of the enforcement agency. So that means if Homeland Security is the ones in charge, and they say, well, it says that we can establish the grounds on the ground rules for kicking people out of the country, and here's what we've come up with in the past. We're just not going to enforce that. I I guess constitutionally it's not an issue because that was delegated to them. But at the same time, where's the ethics in that if you're going to be in charge of homeland security but you're not going to enforce the laws with the authority granted to you why do you even exist why not just shutter homeland security because you obviously don't give a rip You allow whoever that wants to come come across the border, whether it's through Canada, whether it's through Mexico, whether they come from across the sea, whether they overstay a visa. Ah, well, you're already here. Um, we'll get your name and number. Uh, come back for court in five or six years. What What's even the point of having a Department of Homeland Security when they're not doing anything to actively secure the homeland. The best thing that Alejandro Mayorkas can do as secretary is to shutter his department, turn in his resignation, and go the F home. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. I'm glad I covered two topics. And I, David, barely touched my whiskey. Oh, man. I was, on, I was fired up tonight. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for joining me on the live stream, twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Uh, if you're watching this on the YouTubes, again, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. I don't know why the at or the the, but, hey, that's how YouTube wants it. That's how YouTube's going to get it. Or check this out on Rumble, rumble.com, and search for The Tyler Morgan Show there. And you, man, maybe you'll find me. I don't know. I'm kind of like to be incognito. Do, do, do. But again, 
I'm glad you joined me. If you're listening to this on podcast, the same four things I ask every week. Number one, please subscribe to the podcast. Wherever, wherever you listen to podcasts on, you are new, please subscribe. Let's get them numbers up. After you have subscribed, please write a review or rate it. Rate it first. Rate it. Subscribe. Rate. Five stars. I'll accept four. Three and below. We need to have a talk. You would like to talk and explain why you are rating my podcast through below. You can reach me at the Twitters at fake Tyler Morgan. Hit me up there. My DMs are wide open to any shenanigans and you know, expl- explanations why you think I'm not deserving of more than three stars. Once you have rated it, please write a review. Say something nice. Kind of fluff it a little bit, but don't don't you know get carried away. I'm not asking you to outright lie. Just Enhance it. You have something nice to say, enhance it. If you don't have something nice to say, please at least be nice about it when you do. If 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 you get ridiculous, like, you know, are you talking way too much about yourself? You're, you want to be the next Alex Jones. I will make fun of you. Believe me, I have been making fun of the same cat for almost three years. It makes my day. That has been the total awesomeness of it. And again, once you have rated it, please, please, please share this episode with someone who you think will enjoy it. Send it to someone who you think this will piss them off. Whether because I'm hitting nerves because they get just as angry thinking about this stuff or they're flaming libs and you just want to get under their skin. Believe me, I will gladly get under their skin for you. And... I have to do this because of the time of year it is. Monday marks the fifth anniversary of the passing of the late, great Doc Thompson. And this show would not exist without Doc. Doc has had nothing to do with this show other than yeah, I, I listened to him on the Morning Blaze. I listened to him on Mojo Five O. So for years. And one thing about Doc is that he was always, always, always um willing to go out on limb to give advice to somebody. To a to an entrepreneur that he that he felt had a really good thing. He wanted to do everything he could to help them flourish. And I, I'd been kicking around the idea of a, of doing a podcast for probably a year and a half before his untimely death. And after he died, I just got to thinking about it. And it's like, you know, Doc Thompson, he literally cashed in every penny he had to start Mojo Five O. To go out on limb, take such a huge risk. The hell am I doing? Just hemming and hawing and dragging my feet over something that is nowhere near as financially vested as starting a broadcast company. Yes, I have invested money in this. This computer that I'm using, this mic, this board, I put a lot of money into this. But I've done it over several years. And just when I started, it was just a borrowed USB microphone and just hoping that it'll be quiet and quiet enough in the house where, because I was out in the family room that I could record without a whole bunch of, you know, background noise from everyone else at home.
And, you know, it, it was losing Doc knowing that just the idea that, you know, if I had reached out to him and was kicking this idea around, that he that that he would be kicking me in the butt and like, why aren't you doing this? You've, you've got a great idea. We, yeah, there's a lot of voices in this market in conservative podcasting, conservative broadcasting that, you know, it, it's noisy, but if it's something you want to do, go for it. You know, maybe I'll make it big one day. I doubt it. This could just be a hobby of mine for the next 20 years while, you know, and just, never make any money back off what I spent for website and equipment and everything else that I've put into this. But that's fine. Before I go, I have to leave you with the rules. These are Doc's, Doc Thompson's five rules to live a happy life. Rule number one, don't be a jerk. Pretty self-explanatory. Number two, keep the talent happy. In a broadcast sense, it's keeping people happy that are going to be helping you out or appearing on your show. In practical life, it's a contractor doing work on your home. It's your spouse. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your own happiness to see that they're happy. I've done it before. Sometimes it's not easy, but in the long run, ensuring that they're happy and taken care of is more important than whatever happiness you hope to feel right now. Rule number three, always come clean. If you mess up, admit it. Pretty simple. If you pull a joke on somebody and they get mad, apologize. Rule number four, and this is probably the biggest one. It's not offensive if it's true. Sometimes people will tell you the hard truth. And you will get mad because you you just don't want to look that truth in the face. but that doesn't mean someone is going out of their way to hurt you. It's just simply holding you to account, whether it's on behavior, whether it's on anything. Just because someone says it and it's true does not mean it's being meant to Make you mad. And finally, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And this really ties into rule rule number one about not being a jerk. Just because you have the ability to be a jerk to somebody, just because you find yourself in a position to knock someone down a peg or two, just because you can doesn't mean you have to do it. You can put that on hold and find a better way to deal with things. I mean, I struggle with living by these five rules, much less the Ten Commandments from God, but these five, just, you say I struggle with it, and Doc really, he hit the nail on the head when him and Skip Lacombe sat down and came up with, you know, five ways, five things you can do with your life to be happy. So, Doc, wherever you are out there, finally getting those numbers on procrastination. I thank you, I love you, and I miss hearing your voice every day. Thank you for being an inspiration for this show. Thank you for all the great people that you have touched and worked with 
over the years. You are loved. You will always be missed. Anyang, you are home. Cheers, Doc. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.